Read, read, read. Hey, everybody. This is Brian Lopez, and welcome back to another episode of Spill the Page. Now, I know with the last two quick announcements, I said I wasn't doing an episode. And again, I apologize very, very much. But I also said the last two times I would make it up to you, which brings me some exciting news. Starting today, until next Friday, I'm doing a new episode for one week only. This is something I've been planning to do. I've been wanting to do it for a while now, so here it is. I think today is the day, now is the time to do it. I said, let me just go for it. That's why I'm too excited, because I'm bringing you a new book each day. Plus, it feels like I've been away too long, is what it is. And when I'm away too long like that, I just I kind of miss it. And like I said, I don't want to be like that anymore. This whole month has been busy. Well, you get, understand more or less, you know, real life gets in the way of things and just you just can't help it. But I'm here. I'm focused. I'm ready. I'm here for y'all, basically, because I really am. And I want to bring new content, new books to you each day. Plus, one of my nearest and dearest friends told me, you want something? You're going to make it happen. Basically telling me I'm going to make it work. So here I am. A little motivation never hurts anybody. So let's dive into this episode. Now, I'm sure by the title of this episode, you've seen who it is. So, I know the author has a little controversy out on social media. Her views are her views. Her own opinions are her own opinions. Like I said, everything that's going on now in the world, I mean, everybody's entitled to their own opinions. However, you cannot deny she gave us one of the greatest fictional characters in literary history. Yes, you know him, Harry Potter. And a quick shout out to him. Happy birthday, Harry Potter. If I'm doing my math correctly, this book came out in, the first book came out in 97, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. So if I'm thinking correctly, he turned 11, so I'm assuming he'd be 34 today. You can probably correct me if I'm wrong. I I think he's turning 34 today, if we're doing it as a real person. We know it's a fictional character, but more or less the terms, that's how old he would be. Now, truth be told, I didn't start reading the actual books until I saw the first movie. I had to see what all the hype was, the nostalgia, the excitement. Everybody was talking about Harry Potter. I have to go see Harry Potter. Sure enough, back then I did. I I did go see the movie and I actually enjoyed it. And after I saw it, I had to go read it about, you know, what was, what it was, who Harry Potter was basically. And as always, they always leave out some things because of the movie. Well, of course, the movie was long. It was like, over two and a half hours the book the book was actually pretty quick to read but you know when hollywood does a movie they want to expand it out as much as possible so i did buy the first books that were out at that time and then i bought them as soon as they released every other every the years that they came out of course all on tv you see all the children lined up outside the bookstores at midnight ready to get their copy they're all dressed up they're all it kind of reminded me of a black friday Everybody's waiting outside for the stores to open and just rush in. I wasn't one of those people. I actually woke up the next morning and bought my copy. And the funny thing was, when I went to go pick up a book, I mean, they had like, I forgot which store I was. Oh, been so long. Well, anyways, they had like a whole pile of the books. It's like stacked full. I said, I just need one copy and just picked it right off the top. But I was excited for all the books to come out and all the, you know, all the hype because it was exciting. It was a story of a little boy that went on this journey. We followed him through school. We followed him through all the ups and downs, the goods, the bads. And from beginning to end, 
it was just the story of this one boy that just had went through all of this through everything it was just it was a really good story like i said from beginning to end and when she wrote the last book harry potter and the deathly hallows i think after that was the longest book that i had ever read and you gotta admit i would never ever think of a game being played on broomsticks I mean, similar, you think about, you know, soccer, you get into the net. Basketball, you got to get into the net. Baseball, you hit the bat. Who would ever thought you can create a game, Quidditch, on broomsticks? I would have never have thought that. I mean, that's got to be, you have to be really creative to think of something like that because I never would. Then you go, of course, now they're going through their teenage years. You know, like I said, everybody's gone through teenage years. Hormones are kicking in gear. You know, people... They're starting to liken each other, you know, starting to be that kind of phase into growing up, basically. Well, not really growing up, but growing into learning all about all these situations. In Harry's case, how am I going to grow up to be a teenager while escaping, you know, danger on the way? That was what his worry was, you know, more about. And of course, we always have those friends, Hermione, and don't forget Ron, his trustworthy friends that have been there with him through literally through everything from beginning to end. And let's not forget about his aunt and uncle and his snivy little cousin. It's the way they treated him. I was like, my gosh, is this how you treat family? His parents died and you're just going to treat him just the way like a second class? And the really thing that got to me, I guess because his, his aunt, that was his mom's sister. You'd think he, she'd treat him a little bit better. Instead, they treated him like an outcast. I think that kind of, I mean, that, that's, got me mad you shouldn't treat family that way at all but that's just my opinion everybody family is different and i get it but you know that's and i know it's just fiction but it just sometimes those books just that part just gets to me of course when he went to go see his friend ron mr and mrs weasley were total opposite of his aunt and uncle very welcoming very inviting here you need anything here you this that's the way they should treat in they treated him better than his own family, which I didn't mind him staying there at the Weasley's house for all summer. I really didn't mind. And actually, in fact, I probably prefer it because, you know, they treated him. They just treated him like he was part of the family. And he technically was. And let's not forget about Hagrid. Hagrid basically grabbed him when he was a baby and, you know, took him out of there and then watched him grow up all that time. Of course, it was kind of sad when he did had to pick up his body. That part was sad. You really felt for the guy. And let's not forget about Dumbledore. He basically treated him like, you know, he was like a mentor to him. He basically guided him through what he needed to do to get where he needed to go. But at the same time, like I said, mentoring him, just, just being there. Just just to know and say, hey, I got you. You need anything? I'm there. And he was. Of course, we find out what happened to Dumbledore later on into the series. But still, he, he, was, he was still there. Like I said, it's a good story. It, the whole storyline, the whole plot of it was really good. And another thing I thought about when I was reading Horcruxes, who would ever thought about that, a word like that? Till you find out what a Horcrux really is. I mean, that's just, that's like, really? He actually did that? Yes, Voldemort actually did that. He wanted to live as long as possible, and he did it in the most twisted, cruel, evil kind of way. He just didn't think somebody was smart enough to figure out what was going on. He was wrong. And then there's this one part in the movie that they didn't explain in, that they explained in the book. When they're having their first dinner, when they first got sorted into the sorting hat, food just magically appeared onto the tables. Only come to find out in the book that there was actually the elves underneath the same table set up, laying out all the food and just magically appear above. 
That's the part they don't say. And another part they left, another character, Jeeves. What happened to Jeeves in the movies? If you know who Jeeves is, because you don't know who I'm talking about in the books, right? What happened to him? The stuff they leave out of the movie, they don't put in the book, which I understand, you know, it's time constrained. Time, you know, time is money for the studios, basically. They could have thrown him in. What, what could it hurt? But like I said, this these books, the series of books, have their own ups and downs. You see where Harry won the... Um, quidditch tournament that was a very high moment for him but then uh, towards the end you see them really really pursuing it and trying to see you know what Voldemort has been up to right to the very end and of course it's sad what happened to his parents now you should say and i usually always say i'm not going to reveal what happens in the book but since these books have been out for a while i'm pretty sure majority of people i guess that are grown have read these books i can safely assume but the story like i said it's very it's it's sad, it's happy, it's um, just nostalgia. I mean, it's just, like I said, the excitement when these books came out, the years that they did come out. It was exciting. I mean, it was something to do. It was kind of like a, another big event. But, you know, I think I, I can't remember the last time I seen that, that kind of, those kind of audiences like that waiting for a book to come out at midnight other than Harry Potter. Yeah, I can't think of another book that, that happened that way. Like I said, the kids enjoyed it and I'm sure they're already grown already. And I'm sure their kids have read their books as well. Now, granted, there was a lot of sad moments in the books. And there's a few I can think of, but I think there's one that stuck out to me the most. And I think it was after Harry brought back Cedric's body after, you know, grabbing the, the Triwizard Tournament after that, after grabbing the trophy, and they came back to the, turn, you know, to where they were. The scene itself was sad because you could see how, you know, distraught, how upset, emotional his father was. His son has just died, and you just, you know, you're reading it, and you're just reading the lines, but... After I saw the movie and how it acted, that was a totally, took on a totally different um, scenario there. Because instead of just reading, which was really sad, you actually see people acting it out. And that made it even much more sad. That that was a moment that I can't forget because, like I said, he brought back his body. And then, you know, Harry's hysterical now because, you know, he brought back, he was sad too. Everything, all the emotion. That one scene that just, you know, came to mind. It's just that that was a sad moment right there. And then let's not forget the ending. Let's not forget the ending when the last Horcrux was finally gone. That gave Harry free reign. It's like, okay, let's beat Voldemort to it. Let's just get rid of him. The last Horcrux is gone. He has no lifeline basically to anything anymore. So that's what happened in the end. Conquering. Conquering good versus evil. Like I said, these series of books kids will be reading for years many many years to come yeah he'll be keeping knowing the literary world you know since from last century into way who knows how long in the future like i said he's one of the most famous fictional characters in the literary world how could you how his, his name will keep going on and on and like i said many more generations will get to learn his name i'm sure when i'm 80 years old people you know kids will probably ask me where were you when harry you know those books came out well i basically i was at home and then i got the book the next day but i remember all like i said all the hype all the nostalgia that went before that like i said it was like black friday everybody was waiting to get inside the bookstore to grab a copy but i want to hear from y'all what scenes were your favorite what what scenes made you sad what scenes made you happy did you learn anything from it did you cry at some moments did you jump up at some parts in this books i want to hear from y'all please follow me on twitter and instagram at spill the page just leave me a comment leave me something to see how these books made you feel throughout the whole series and how long did it take you to read the whole books because mind you these are seven books 
so the more books later on, the more pages she wrote, the books got bigger. So how long did it take y'all? Leave me a comment below. And again, I want to say thank you for listening to my channel because I really, I really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe to my channel. I'm going to leave uh, my link is on my Instagram and on my Twitter account. So please follow me there at Spill the Page. I would greatly appreciate it. And feel free to leave me a comment. Follow me on there to see what I'm up to. Like I said, from starting today until next Friday, I'm doing a new episode each day. A new book, something to new content, basically. Now, I probably sound more excited than usual because I actually am. Like I said, this 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 excites me. This bringing new content to y'all. Again, thank you, everybody, for listening. And as always, everybody, please don't forget to read, read, read.